In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of eight walkers reflect on the immune system and practicing self-differentiation and integrity. How did Jesus practice this? The focus scripture is from Matthew 23. This conversation was recorded in May of 2023. Our mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. Yeah, so I've been been doing some study and some reading. I want to connect some concepts that we talk about in faith walking, and I also then want to turn around and and I want to look at the life of Jesus and how Jesus lived what I'm about to talk about. So I want to talk about the idea of self-differentiation, integrity. So those are two faith walking concepts that we don't talk about at the same time very often, but but I want to invite you to think about the, the idea that differentiation has to do with a person's integrity. So I'm in, in integrity with myself when I'm consistent with my own beliefs, values, guiding principles for my life. So the more, the, the more I'm in, in integrity with myself, the more self-differentiated I become. Um, one of the authors that I love to read uh, who, who writes about Bowen theory, but from a, a really different kind of angle, is a gentleman named Edwin Friedman. Uh, and Friedman's written uh, uh, several books. And in it, uh, Friedman talks about, he, he talks about the immune system. And in it, he, he talks about the fact that our immune system is about integrity and self-differentiation. And here's what he means by that. He said, our immune system uh, really functions to identify what is us and what is not us, which is why if a person gets a transplant, they have to take special medicines so that their body won't reject the transplant or organ because the transplant organ is not part of me. And so I don't want the immune system to fight what's not part of me and reject it. I want it to accept it. And so, um, so Friedman talks about this idea that the more differentiated we become, the more integrity we have within ourselves and that what we're and and that our self-differentiation is is about our immune system and i'm not talking about physical i'm talking about what is me and what is not me i hope that's not confusing but it probably is what I, what I want to say, uh, so let me, let me move forward a little further and say that Friedman then writes about self-differentiation and leadership. And he says that, that the leader is the, uh, is the immune system of any organization. 
And, and the reason that the leader is the immune system is because the leader defines or differentiates what is us and what is not us. So if a person came to faith walking and uh, just imagine some behavior, some belief, some something that was inconsistent with who faith walking is, we would we would differentiate ourselves and say, hey, it's okay for you to believe that. It's okay for you to be that way, but but it's not okay for you to be that way in faith walking. For example, let's, let's talk about before every one of our modules, we talk about the, the seven uh, uh, key ideas that we give our word to to keep the space safe. And we, and we say, this is faith walking. We're defining faith walking when we do that. We're defining and saying faith walking is a safe place, and we're going to keep it safe by giving our word to these seven promises that we give to one another. And if a person were to say, well, uh, I, I, I can't do that. I, I, I refuse to give my word to those seven things. We've never had that, but if we were to have that, then the leaders, not just one, but multiple leaders would say, well, that's not okay because that's not who we are. And so we maintain the integrity of what we've given our word to by differentiating. And in, do, in doing so, we become the immune system of the organization. We're, we make sure the organization isn't infected with something that isn't who we are. Does that at all make sense? Yeah. And, and so it's this idea of connecting self-differentiation, integrity, and immunity all into one. And I realize not, not everybody is a leader, but I want to invite you to think about, so this is where that took me. So I'm thinking all about that. I'm thinking about all those connections. And, and then I, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, did Jesus, as the leader of his movement, ever model this? Well, of course he did. Regularly, Jesus defined himself by saying, and he defined himself and he defined his movement by using the language of the kingdom. And he would say, well, the kingdom is like this. It's not like that. And in doing so, he kept, he, he became the immune system for the kingdom. And that led me then to Matthew 23. And you'll remember in Matthew 23, Jesus kind of really gets blunt and calls out the scribes and Pharisees. And, and, it's, and that's always kind of troubled me. Well, how could Jesus be self-differentiated and at the same time call out the scribes and Pharisees? Well, here's what I think Jesus was, was doing. Jesus was calling out the behavior of the scribes and Pharisees and saying, these guys claim to be preachers of the kingdom. And they're not, because that's not what the kingdom is. And, and there are a couple of places where, where he writes, and, and here's what he says. In verse 25, he said, uh, and, and here's one way that that's true, because you are full of greed and covetousness and self-indulgence, and that's not the kingdom way. Uh, and so in, in calling that out, Jesus became the immune system for the kingdom.
Jesus is saying the kingdom is not about greediness. And the kingdom is not about covetousness. And the kingdom is not about self-indulgence. The kingdom is different than that. In another place, Jesus said, the scribes and Pharisees are all about rules and, and legalism and, uh, and those sorts of things. And in verse 23, Jesus says, yeah, you're really careful about all of those things, but but you are, you've ignored the essential things like justice, mercy, and faithfulness. And I think in doing all of that, Jesus was defining the kingdom for us. He wasn't demanding that anybody engage the kingdom, but he was holding the kingdom up and saying, I want you to know what the kingdom is really about, and I'm defining it clearly and I am going to serve as the immune system for the kingdom because I don't want you to get it distorted. I want you to understand what the kingdom's about. And it makes me wonder, because we, we have a whole lot of folks today that, that claim they're doing God's business and God's work. And it makes me wonder then, uh, but have I stopped to think about yeah, I, I may claim to be about God's work, but is my life aligning with who Jesus said the kingdom or, or what Jesus said the kingdom was? Is my life really aligning with the weightier things? And, and so for me, I, I went to these six kind of phrases that Jesus used, and I began to ask myself the question, okay, uh, am I greedy? Am I covetous? Am I self-indulgent? Yeah, sometimes I am. Okay, well, that's inconsistent with the kingdom. Uh, I I come back to verse 23, and I ask myself the question, am am I more interested in rules and in, in, in stern, uh, insider, outsider language, or Am I more interested in making sure that everyone gets treated right and fair? Am I more interested in mercy and love being shown to people than I am judgment and anger? Uh, Am I more interested in faithfulness than I am in maybe believing the right thing all the time? Because it seems like those are the things that Jesus held up. And so as we think about self-differentiation, as we think about living lives of integrity, and as we think about leaders being the immune system of an organization, Jesus stood up and he, and he, he defined what the kingdom was. He, he then said, and, and all of the followers of mine that align themselves with the kingdom need to be in integrity with kingdom principles and kingdom value. So, so guard your heart, guard your mind, guard yourself. And when you get out of alignment with those things, repent and get back in alignment with kingdom things. I think often it's really easy to judge other people and to point out where they're out of alignment 
and forget about us getting back in, in alignment. But Jesus held that mirror up for us, and in doing so, he became the immune system for the kingdom. And so if it doesn't align with Jesus, if it doesn't align with the Jesus way, if it doesn't align with what Jesus preached and taught, now understand, I'm talking about what Jesus preached and what Jesus taught. If it doesn't align with that, then, then I need to get in alignment with that because Jesus clearly differentiated and defined what the kingdom is for all of us. Okay, I think I'm done. So what's that stir for you? Welcome in, Benilda and Sean. We welcome you in. You caught us kind of right at the end of that talk, but hopefully you got a little piece of it. That stir up any thoughts for anybody? I really like the um, metaphor or analogy of the immune system and differentiation. That would have never occurred to me probably, um, but I think that's really helpful for me to think about differentiation and what that looks like and how it's yeah, what's, what's me and what's not. And the, yeah, the idea of the yeah. body identifying that and, and then being able to form boundaries and stuff. That's, I'll be chewing on that for a while, but I really appreciate that um, picture. It's yeah. Good. good, good, Laura. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and so self-differentiation, as you just said, is about what is me and what is not me. So, so in that I get to, I get to decide whether what I want to be me is the way of Jesus or not. But I'm saying I want the way of Jesus to be my way. And so therefore, then I need to understand what that way is. And I need to be aligning my life with that way if that way is the way I want to be. And so I become a learner. I become an apprentice. I become an apprentice to the way of Jesus because the way of Jesus is who I not only want to be, it's who I'm defining myself to be, and I'm differentiating myself to be. And I think it's just really important that I don't just say, well, I prayed the prayer. I'm going to heaven when I die. I believe the Bible. Uh, I believe in God, but I'm not concerned with aligning my way, my life and my way with this way of Jesus and the way of the kingdom. I think that's my sermon today. But good. Yeah. The immune system. What's me and what isn't me? One thing I've noticed is that yeah. that it has made me increasingly increased. I can't even speak today. That's Increasingly all right. able to, especially in family, close knit, you know, spouse, mm -hmm. children in the home. It's it's made it easier and much more. I don't need. I can't even explain it. It just it seems like I'm not micromanaging anymore. I'm not stressing over so-and-so not doing this or mm -hmm. well I'm not talking about housework but I just mean not maybe not acting the way that I would prefer them to act yeah uh, and since since I've let go of that friction is mm -hmm. flatlining and I'm more relaxed and I noticed that it just it, it just makes for such a, a more play well my husband's prayer this morning and has been lately like his prayers have changed which is blowing me away he was praying for God's kingdom to come mm. in the way that it needs to come. I told you he listens to faith walking by proxy. So mm. the thing is, is it's happening. I mean, it's happening. And when it's happening in the home, it makes it so much easier outside the home and mm -hmm. in community, because mm -hmm. I've noticed that even my younger sibling and I have rarely gotten along. And now 
we're getting along and saying I love yous and having conversations a couple times a week and something mm-hmm. we haven't done in years. Mm-hmm. So I think that the whole, what this has to do with this, well, the self uh, differentiation integrity is as long as I stick, stick with what I know, I, who I am and, and not try to change for somebody else either. Mm-hmm. It just makes everything so much better. Yeah. And easier to practice to be more like Jesus because yeah. you're patient, you're merciful, uh, I'm, but I'm not perfect. I love this subject and I love the immune analogy. Yeah. And, and thank you for all of that, Brenda. And it's, and you being able to be more differentiated than you've been before is a sign of all the progress and the work that you've been, you've been doing. And it's important to celebrate when we make good progress. Yeah. And, and we're not there. We hadn't arrived. I mean, I still battle this, you know, I mean, it's still hard, but, but we're working on it. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Tammy. I'm kind of uh, back on the, the, the organizational systems piece. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, we often think of a business or an entity, a corporation, whatever, as being a healthy one or an unhealthy one. And our tendency is to cast blame or responsibility onto leadership. But in this analogy, if anybody within the organization, it strikes me, has any kind of integrity gap or isn't self-differentiation, differentiating, that's a that's a, a, a vulnerable spot yep. within an organization for unhealthiness to enter, right? Yeah. yeah. It spreads out the responsibility, but it puts the responsibility on each person mm-hmm. in any workplace to work on their own um, integrity, their own health uh, for the good of the health of the organization. Yeah, I, I think absolutely that all of that's true. Um, and, and for us to understand what what is, uh, how does the organization define itself? You know, what is the, you know, what's true and, and then, okay, am I aligning with this organization that I claim to be a part of, whether it be a congregation or whether it be a place I work or, or whatever. And I don't have to just wait on the leader because the truth is any of us can lead as we, as we align with uh, the de- the definition of the organization, and as we call out behavior that's inconsistent with what that organization has claimed itself to be, and within a congregation, as we are always welcoming new mm-hmm. people, hopefully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to mitigate whatever unhealthiness they bring, which we all have. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a come and go, a stop and start all the time, isn't it? It is. I think it is. And, and I think it's the challenge of leadership. The the challenge of leadership is to maintain the integrity of the organization, whomever might be leaders within that. And uh, what, what Friedman says also that's fascinating about leadership. And he says, therefore, if the leader is really leading well, there will always be resistance and sabotage. Ugh, don't you just hate that? <laughs> I do. I hate it like all get out. I hate it like all get out. 
<laughs> no, I don't want that. Uh, I, okay, well, I don't want to be a leader then if that's it, because I'm tired of putting up with all that stuff. But but he but his idea is is because because when we clearly define ourselves, other people define themselves as different from how we define ourselves and or our organization. And so they resist it because, oh, well, I agreed with everything you said right up until then. And now I disagree. And now I don't. like. Well, yeah, but but this is who we are. And so for the leader to our leaders to be able to be calm and not reactive every time other people are reactive to their leadership because people react to, to the leader's self-differentiation. And, and what we end up doing, because of, here's what I end up doing because of my lack of self-differentiation, is I take it personal when the reality is it's not personal. It's, it's just them reacting because we're differentiating. And I'm probably going into territory that I shouldn't go into. So here's, here's what Friedman says. What counts is the leader's presence and being, not technique or know-how. And Ken, it's not just presence. It's a calm presence. That is correct. Right? Just yes. as anxiety is contagious, so is calm contagious. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, this is something I've really learned from being around people who have been steeped in faith walking for a long time, namely people like Kenneth Schumann and Marcos and others, is just uh, we're not, not having an awareness of how much our own anxiety, we think it's our own issue, <laughs> and how much it just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds and goes throughout the system. So that's been a wake-up call for me with my own anxiety, because I don't want to do that to people. Yeah. And, and it's a challenge. And, and the challenge is that the challenge is I've, I'm constantly got to be working on myself. I've got to be managing my own anxiety. I've got to be defining myself and the organization. I have to be staying connected. I mean, all of these things that we teach, uh, which are really, really hard, and all of it is a growing process. Uh, so none of us are perfect. We're all on the journey, but we're growing. I just wish I could do it 24 hours, <laughs> but I'm so super aware <laughs> when I start to mess up. Yeah. Well, and, and Brenda, the, the way we grow is through practice. And when we're practicing, we're going to mess up. And I think that's just part of the process of our growth is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not at the finish line yet. I'm not perfect. I'm still working. Definitely. Yeah. Ultimately, it really is. It is. It's so tough. I knew you were going to say that when you started saying the thing about increasing our capacity for discomfort. I'm like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So painful. It is. It's, it's hard for me to not get defensive. And, and Or to not all, just give in and people please. Like, no, I don't right, want you to think exactly, that about me. Exactly. And I want to say, and all we can do is the best we can do today, right? And so I'm, I'm not going to do that perfectly. I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, yeah, I'm increasing my pain tolerance, but I increased it by a quarter of an inch today. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, just a smidgen. Um, but, but yeah, but I did. And it's, it's changing the dance of my relationships 
And long-term, my relationships are going to get better because I am changing me. They are. Don't need to cross your fingers. They are going to get better. Well. Talk me into it, Ken. <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let me rephrase. They're, they're either going to get better or people are going to quit as associating with us. And that's, that's the hard side of it, but that's the true side also. Uh, okay, I don't like who you are, Laura, so I don't want to be your friend anymore because, because you're changing. You're different now, Laura. You used to be this nice, warm person that just gave up self all the time and did everything I wanted, and you're not that nice, warm person who gives up self all the time anymore, and I don't like this person you're becoming because you're, you're not giving in to me all the time anymore, and I don't like it. Man, I can attest to that, Laura. <laughs> There was a couple of relationships through our faith walking modules over the past uh, a couple months where re relationships, even with some of my children, just were horrible. And but I did exactly what Ken said. <laughs> I had to build up that tolerance and the, the capacity to do to endure that. And it was hard, really, really hard. But you know what? They just recently came around. Now they're reaching out and communicating with me. Oh, and I'm very unpopular with a lot of people right now, especially in my former Christian friend group. I always remember, so was Jesus, right? <laughs> Irritating all kinds of people with his boundaries. Mm-hmm. Judith? Yeah, I'm still, all this makes a lot of sense, and I have to think it over more. Trying to figure out what is me and what is not me. I'm still working on that. Yeah, it's like trying on a whole wardrobe, right? Is this me or is, is this not me? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I want to keep tying it back. Well, that because it quickly goes to, well, that sounds really selfish, but that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus said, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is my message. This is what the kingdom is. This is what aligning your life with me looks like. Come follow me. And I mean, he just, he constantly defined himself he didn't attack others who who uh who who defined themselves differently even though with these scribes and pharisees he he became the immune system by holding up no that's not what the kingdom is thank you i remember a time um oh it, this is etched in my memory when my son got married he married a young woman who came from a, a rather wealthy prestigious family that liked designer clothes and fancy things. And I tried to fit into that. Um, and it's interesting to look around my life now and see that I don't have that anymore. And I'm really glad because that was not me. Yeah. I liked looking good in, in pretty things. Sure. Um, sure. But I, I don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, but boy, I spent a lot of money and trying to be somebody else. It didn't work out very well. Yeah. Well, I know this is deep stuff. It's hard stuff. Um, but uh, I hope you'll be pondering it. Uh, I, I don't really, I don't have notes on the Matthew 23 thing, uh, Judith, but I do have mo notes from uh, from my reading of Friedman, and I'm happy to send those to you. Group, I want to, uh, I want to ask you, so Two times a year, faith walking holds a gathering, okay? One of those times, that gathering is kind of really fundraising related, and the other time, it's just a gathering to get the community uh, because we're scattered all over the world. And our, our next gathering is May 25th. 
which is just like a couple of weeks away. For this event, there's no fundraising in it. Okay. I really want to encourage you and then invite you. Uh, would you would you think about, would you make it a priority and come join us for that? Well, why should I come? Well, I think you're going to hear some things about faith walking that you haven't heard before, some new opportunities that uh, that are emerging. Uh, I think it's a time just to connect with people from across the faith walking spectrum, hear stories, etc. It's going to take about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, we're, we're going to have one in the morning and one in the evening. And I would love it if you'd come and I'd love it if you'd invite some people to come with you. Uh, either other faith walkers or people that maybe you, maybe you want to, uh, you know, they, they would love to have, uh, you think, boy, they, it'd be really great if they, they came and were a part of faith walking with us. Uh, that's what those events are for. It, it's like, it's like the whole family gathering, and we never get to do that as faith walking because, you know, we're, we're all over. And so I really would love it if, if you would come, not, if, not for yourself, come for the other people because they need to see you. For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you, the Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening.